What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody? My man, you're listening to the Becoming Kings podcast with Johnny King. I am stoked and privileged to have the always wonderful Kimberly Hill with us on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank sure. you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> always wonderful. <laughs> it's always wonderful. You're, uh, you're a men's life dating and relationship coach, which is so fascinating for us to, to really get in because I obviously I have a lot of men, you know, mm-hmm. interviewees on the, on the podcast, but it's gonna be great to get the, the female's perspective on a lot of things, especially when it comes to relationships, intimacy, sex, dating. Yeah. Who knows what we'll get into, right? But, well, uh, female, the last time I checked, anyways. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> you, you never know. Things change so much these days. You never know, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah. And you're, you're hailing from Vancouver? That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm in here in Vancouver, British Columbia. If people know the area. I'm right in Kitsilano. Um, but I grew up south of here, about 45 minutes south of here in White Rock, which is just near the Washington border. So, okay. yeah. So you are American? No. 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 Kind of. Canadian. I'm Canadian. I'm born Canadian, okay. but I actually, um, if I was going to be anything else, I'd maybe say I'm half Australian. I'm not though, but I lived in Oz for six years and got an Australian passport. Oi, oi. Nice. Nice. I love <laughs> yeah. You said south of the border, north of the border? No, yeah. south of Vancouver, south um, of Vancouver. in a town called White Rock, which is just north, but right on the border between um, basically British Columbia and Washington. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I misunderstood thinking that you were... Uh, you know, born and raised in the U.S. Got it, got it, got it. Cool. I know you'd love to have me there, but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Canadian. I was, I was telling one of my other friends, I'm like, there's, there's no other country except Canada for me personally. That if, mm-hmm. for instance, during the Olympics, if we don't win, what the Canadians do, there's a part of me like, yeah, and still, and and still with like, England, like, yeah. Uh, the brits like the commonwealth yeah australia yeah yeah. like i'm just like good for i I don't know i love it it's like it's just as much of a yeah well canadians are like your younger your younger sibling right like (laughs) we always used to say growing up like if the u.s sneezes canada catches a cold (laughs) (laughs) basically yeah Yeah. absolutely well i'm I'm excited to to kind of delve into things but i'd love to kind of hear a little bit of backstory just for those that are listening to to understand how you got into you know working with men and dating yeah Kind of some of your own personal story, if you don't mind sharing. hundred percent. Yeah. I always say like, I kind of got into this in a, like a slightly non-traditional way. Um, and of course everyone's got like their hero's journey and their story into like the realization they had that made them realize they need to help other people because they are probably need to help themselves. So here's like the disclaimer is like, I usually am coaching and teaching people like the lessons I need reinforced for myself all the time. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, but before I even like, even really knew what coaching was, the first time I heard of a coach was when like personal coaches were like personal shoppers for people. Mm -hmm. And that's when I first like 
found out about what coaching was. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I actually ended up here in Vancouver is where, or just South Vancouver is where I was born, but I ended up doing this whole backpacking trip to Southeast Asia when I was 19 turning 20 supposed to be a couple months turned out to be me living away from home for a decade and myself like finding myself kind of in a weird accidental way ending up working in Sydney Australia at a financial derivatives firm Hmm. I don't know I mean I was going to school for a business degree but I mean I didn't even know what a derivative was okay so I met a girl uh, when I was in Bali um, and we actually met in a pool party. We're having drinks. We're having a good time. And she's like, I just got this awesome job at this brokerage firm in like Sydney, Australia. Like you should come like visit me there one time. And a couple months later, I'm there visiting her a couple months after that, she's getting me an interview at uh, this firm. Uh, and a couple days later I'm working there. <laughs> so here's Kimberly now working in financial derivatives. And the reason I share this and why it's part of my story is because that's a very male dominated field. Um, I worked on a broking floor in Australia and there were, there was one lady that was on the bonds desk and maybe two ladies in the back office. And I was the only chick on the like broking floor and I had a sales job selling, um, selling trading platforms to the investment banks, but I was the only chick there on the floor basically. And it was me and a bunch of Aussie dudes, which, you know, are like dude dudes. They're like swearing, cussing, drinking, rugby, throwing, farting, like blokes. And, uh, here's Kimberly now like thrown and thrust into this environment, having to kind of sink or swim, so to speak. Um, I remember my first year of training was how can Kimberly drink at lunch and then continue drinking into dinner? (laughs) Basically, that was my first year of training at working in a brokerage firm. I shit you not. But the the kind of like long and short of it is I spent um, seven, eight years, can't remember now, seven, eight years working in finance uh, across Australia and then for a couple of years in Singapore and traveling uh, across Europe. Uh, with this firm, always working with men, reporting to men, eventually now and then managing men and, and moving up the ranks. Um, and so I've always been surrounded by men, uh, especially. In, Did yeah, you really y- enjoy it? Yes and no. Like for, especially for the first few years, I was learning a lot. It was in my 20s too. I was yeah. having so much fun. I had an expense account. I got to travel, stay at really amazing hotels in Hong Kong and Tokyo and, and travel across Australia. And, cool. you know, we even had a personal chef make us breakfast in the morning at work. Yeah. Uh, like I was living the dream. Yeah. From most people's perspectives. But, you know, after many years, I realized that like, as much as this is fun and I'm quite good at it. Um, there's more out there. And sometimes you end up in a career and it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be your career for the rest of your life. Um, I also witnessed like a lot of the shit men are going through, like trying to handle these broking jobs where they're entertaining clients are out late and realizing how that was like negatively impacting their relationships. And lots of these dudes got to know Kimbo Slice, which is what they called me, <laughs> or Canada, they used to call me. Um, and they opened up a lot to me. And I started to learn a lot about like the, just the struggles that these dudes are going through. And I had a lot of compassion towards it. And at the same time, I was messing up all my own relationships at the same time. Um, and they were there to comfort me, like my big old family. And um, 
so many years later, we, uh, our firm actually hired a personal coach and that coach was just to be made available to whoever wanted to talk about whatever was going on. That's right. Cool. It was so cool. The CEO of Australia brought this guy in and they were like, if you want to speak to him, you can see him once a month. You just like, like respond to his email when he says he's coming in. And I was always the first one to respond. And I like, I had lots to talk about. What I recognized was the subject that I talked about the most was like my relationships and feeling like maybe there was something else that I wanted to be doing. And so after a year of working with this guy, um, I made the decision that I was going to leave and become a coach. And I wanted to do what he was doing. I thought it was really impactful and friends and family always came to me. They said, Kim, you're the one that like, whenever something's going messed up in our lives, like you're, you're the rock, we're going to come to you. We need the real advice and the real support from you. So I was naturally being told that this is something I was really good at. And I was really good relating to men. So guess what I did? I became a woman's coach. <laughs> and because uh, that's what I thought I should do, right? I'm a chick. I should coach chicks. Like that's what's going to like work. And I wanted to coach them on confidence. In fact, I wanted to help them like bust through the glass ceiling in the corporate world. Totally. Hired a couple other coaches who really like got to like the core of like really what I was wanting to do. And then my niche drastically shifted to... Mm-hmm supporting men around confidence. More and more men that I coach, the more I realized that where they were lacking confidence was not necessarily at work or with their fitness program or with their social circles, but was with women. And my niche naturally and organically developed over time. And naturally and organically, I went and got all the training along with it. And I just started getting really fascinated with the topic. Fast forward to today, that's what I do. I support men with dating and relationships, but really when we break it down, I'm really helping these guys with their confidence and loving themselves so they can show up as better versions of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what, what truly is most attractive, you know, that I hear across the board for, you know, men is, is, you know, seen in the opposite sex or or the same sex for that matter. It's just confidence. Right. Yeah. It's, what is that? It's elusive. Like how, where do you get it from? Where does it come from? Does it come from female validation? Does it come from reading a self-help book? Right. Does it come from meditation? Where does it come from? How successful? Yeah. How do these, yeah. How do these individuals cultivate it? And that's unique for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What I love about your story too, is, you know, I, I, I do men's meetings every month. Right. Mm -hmm. And, every like almost every single month when I post like oh this is how it went and there's always women who DM me like oh man if I could just to be a, a fly on the wall of a, a men's group where men are actually getting vulnerable oh yeah about different things so and, should I know but, but here you were <laughs> for like 10 years kind of like you said you were you were the the chick on the the trading floor if you will like just hang with the guys and kind of really not only do you get to see the you know <laughs> the unadulterated version of them, which can be crass and, you know, oh, totally. at times. I and, love yeah. that part of guys though. Yeah, I really do. That's, that's the fun. Honestly, that's the fun part of yeah. being guys and razzing each other and busting each other's balls. And then, but mm-hmm. also dropping into our hearts and getting real, you know, intimate yeah. about like, what is it we really, really want? What are we missing? You know? And I think to your point, I've had a lot of conversations. I'm in the dating world right now too. I just got back mm-hmm. on the de- dating apps and I see, you know, I've, well, I've followed your stuff on online for a while and, you know, talk about, 
profiles and authentic dating like it's just such a shit show out there you <laughs> it's know such a shit show <laughs> it is and it's, and it's tough because we all kind of want we're craving deeper connection yeah but online for me it's really really challenging unless you're really clear about what you're doing with the intentionality of how you're communicating exactly like, like how's the weather like it just doesn't doesn't go anywhere and i always say out. like yeah most people pick out dating apps and like it's like i call it the spaghetti at the wall tactic like you don't really know what you're looking for you don't really know what you're doing you don't really have any boundaries around it so it's like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and you hope the noodle that sticks <laughs> is some amazing sexy lady who gives you all your affection mm. and i'm like good luck <laughs> doesn't really work that way that might be the case for somebody like yeah. it's possible that that happens right <laughs> yeah, 100%. No. Well, well coming back to the just the topic of confidence how do you go about what is confidence if you can even you know mm -hmm. pinpoint it and how do you support clients guys yeah. in building that it's just being skillful right like we are confident in some areas of our lives because we're actually like good in those areas yeah and so we're not very confident in some areas because we're not very good in those areas. And it doesn't mean we can't improve. So say, for example, it's online dating. I don't really feel confident, like reaching out to women. I don't know what to say. Maybe you're not as skillful as you could be. So maybe there's something that you can learn there that's going to boost your confidence, right? It, I feel like it's as simple as that. And then there's, of course, there's self-esteem, right? Which is confidence is relating a little bit more to our skills and abilities in certain areas. And then our self-esteem is like also how we're viewing ourselves or how we think other people are viewing us. Our self-esteem is, you know, a lot of the times is based on do, do these people out there think I'm a cool person? Because if they do, then I can feel like I'm a cool person, right? right? right. But we need to work on like that inner acceptance um, and not rely on it from other people. It doesn't mean it doesn't feel great when someone gives us a compliment or we get that kind of validation. We should celebrate that too, mm -hmm. but that's not what we're relying on. We can also give it to ourselves, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, that's cool to kind of make the differentiation between confidence and skill sets or skills, mm -hmm. right? And then more uh, self-esteem, which has to do with valuing self-love, yeah. like like appreciating yourself, which is probably even <laughs> obviously below the, <clears throat> the lack of confidence. But everyone interchanges it, right? Like I say sometimes, well, I'm not feeling very confident right now. And that could actually mean that I'm feeling really shitty about myself. Right. And I know guys, a lot of the time say, oh, like I broke up with a, a girl. It was long-term. It really like, it really floored me. My confidence is at all, all time low. What they're probably really saying is I feel really crappy about myself and I'm not sure how I value myself right now. It's more like what they're really saying when I hear that anyways. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and that made me think, I mean, I didn't mention, but I'll, I'll mention now you have your own podcast, the self-confidence project pod. Yes, podcast, I do. Right? Yeah. Which is, which is obviously related to what we're talking about. What, Come on on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would love to be on it, but uh, mm -hmm. what do you feel like are the patterns that you hear the most? Is it, you know, with, with your guests or the, the conversations or the DMS you get in the work that you've done? Over the DMS life? are let's not go there. Cause that's just random stuff all the time. <laughs> But the pattern, I'm going to break into two categories because yeah. uh, I am a dating and relationship coach. So I am coaching men that are single and dating again, either after divorce or for maybe the first time or for the first time in a long time. And then I'm also coaching men that are in relationships that maybe just want to get some support from a coach about what they're experiencing, maybe before they approach couples counseling or do something else. So 
there'll be a different kind of pattern that I'm seeing in those types of men versus the single men, but the single men, I'm usually hearing, well, what I mentioned before is like my confidence is at an all time low, or I'm not really sure how to navigate moving forward. Like I'm trying this online thing and I just feel like, like it's not for me. It's not for me. I hear that all the time. Um, or they're going, I really want to find a healthy, loving relationship, but I don't want to keep making the same mistakes, right? The same mistakes being relationships falling apart or avoiding conflict. Or the last girl I was with said that I'm manipulative, or she said that I never uh, communicate very well. Or so these guys are coming in usually, which is kind of, it's, it's awful to say this, but they're coming in sometimes with like a long list of what they think they're doing wrong because of the feedback they got from a woman. <laughs> and here they are coming to another woman to say, is this true? And I'm going, it's not true. <laughs> Let's just help you understand that maybe one of the things that you need to do is slightly better moving forward is communicate what you need and what you want or understand how to have some better skills around conflict so that you're not hiding from it and avoiding it because then it's like well what is not really being said and the relationship like you'll create this emotional distance between you because you're not really addressing the stuff that's really important so these guys are coming in saying i want to figure out and learn all the things that i didn't know before so that i can go into a new relationship and it be totally magical and perfect perfect that's basically what they're wanting <laughs> yeah. right right yeah. And then I always say like, nothing is ever perfect. <laughs> I am not a wizard, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to support yeah. you to get close to that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Well, at the beginning of the conversation, you mentioned, you know, are men getting their confidence from through the validation of women. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, something that I've seen, uh, cause I've only been working with men just a couple of years mm -hmm. with kind of a somewhat of a hiatus when it comes to, to COVID last year. Yeah. But, uh, I can speak from my experience of, a lot of the things that you're saying resonating because mm -hmm. I didn't have a, a healthy male role model at mm -hmm. all other than, well, it wasn't even healthy, but like movies, movies and cartoons and mm -hmm. right. Like that's how I connected with, with kind of masculinity and that was unhealthy. And I just grew up validating myself through making my mom happy and yeah. all the, the women or my school teachers, my sisters, my girlfriends and ex-wife, like it just, it just kept on going. Right. It's so hard to make women happy all the time, Johnny, we're really emotional beings. So we're like in and out of motions way quicker than men are. Right. Okay. So right. like, don't even try. Cause it just like, you won't succeed. And it's right. not cause you're not awesome. It's cause like, that's an impossible task. Well, and I think that's why men are, they throw up their hands saying like, I don't know what to do. Cause I got my, I can't make of, her happy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't win. So yeah. why even try And then they just kind of like, I'm done. I'm out. Mm -hmm. And they resign. And I think that's the, the, the slippery slope. Is there a whole nother, I feel like there's a different like paradigm shift there for men to see how they can, again, whether we're talking about, you know, relationships with the opposite sex with women or in because yep. my father's gay but the same same yep. things he talks about with his male partners is the same fucking thing that goes on because it's still yeah. there's still polarity that's 100%. needed right yeah right. whether it's men and another man or two women you still need to have um call it yin and yang if you want call it masculine feminine whatever you want but yeah you Chemistry. still need that polarity 100 yeah. do you feel like though that there is how, how do men go about actually winning just because they're hardwired to you know get to a destination but for me i i know winning. what the answer is like winning in terms of relationship how do they show up versus really trying to make her happy which is out of their control well 
somebody once told me the secret to happiness is lowered expectations. <laughs> like I say that and I'm like kind of genuine about it because 100%. if we go, have you heard of fixed and growth mindset? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So those that are in this fixed mindset are often the types of individuals that also have this idealized notion of love, the romanticized version, the I'm going to sweep her off her feet and we're going to be in love for, for the rest of whatever life. Right. (laughs) And it's those types of individuals that get into relationships. And at the first sign of imperfection are like, wow, I'm flawed or you're flawed or something's wrong. We're not going to be able to fix this. I failed again, more validation to this, like self-limited belief that like, you're not good at relationships and it's a non-winning strategy. The growth mindset type of individual goes into relationships, understanding that it's going to be this undulating road. And the, both of you are going to have to learn as you evolve and that there are going to be really hard times that you're going to need to work through, but that if you come together and there's this mutual respect and love and adoration that you're going to be able to pull through it. So it's a much more realistic idea that you're going to, you can find lots of people out there that are compatible for you, but compatibility doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean that you, Johnny, you're not going to upset the next girl that you date on date four unbeknownst to you, even though you're trying your best, like, and if she can express what she's feeling and you guys can communicate and work through, then you're going to make it to date five. If you can't, you won't. And you might, if you don't, then you might think, shit, I'm just not good at this dating thing or something's still wrong. Or I still have this thing I need to fix inside of me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm getting on a tangent here. (laughs) Redirect me back if I'm getting lost. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, let's, yeah. let's go on tangents. I love it. I like when you get into the, the flow for sure. Well, yeah. so I have a, a two-part question kind of going off to those two sides of what you're talking mm-hmm. about, men who are dating and just saying it's not for me. And they're like yeah. really frustrated uh, or and women, quite frankly, too, right? Who mm-hmm. feel a sense of like, especially if you've kind of got that biological clock and you feel like you want to get things going, but you don't feel it happening you know going down that road and then also i I want to talk about that question of like men who are in a relationship that's lost that love and feeling how to rekindle that so maybe talk about dating and then let's talk about established long-term relationships that maybe just gotten okay we can talk about the relationship stuff after what do you want to know about the dating the dating stuff again i feel like for for first and foremost i think women especially and correct me if i'm wrong it a lot Mm -hmm. of it you know the 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 intimacy is where the the connection the chemistry the yeah a lot of that to me happens actually in person right 100 percent for sure it does yeah but it, but it's so hard to ultimately get there i feel like people are jaded i feel like people are looking for one little chink mm-hmm. in someone's armor to swipe left on them um, yeah next conversations get so kind of boring and mundane yeah. guys don't know where they're at in the in the text conversation mm-hmm. so they don't know when to you know quote unquote ask them out I, they maybe they for sure so there's so much kind of nuance to online dating there's so right? much overthinking as well right. yeah. Where they just yeah. like, you know what i resign i can't win this either so i'm out this is the eighth woman i've tried this with something's wrong with my strategy fuck all women i'm out right. Right. yeah or fuck right. dating apps i'm out right. well here's how i say well the first thing that comes to mind is date offline as well please like we are in this generation where <sighs> COVID has been tough. It still exists. Yep. I am going to share my opinion here where COVID is not an excuse to sit on your ass and not get out there and meet people. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's just not 
we still need to be making social connections and we still need to be uh, within what we're all individually comfortable with uh, meeting people offline. So I often am working with men that are really frustrated in the online dating arena. And I'm telling them that it's okay to sometimes take a break from that and figure out how to meet people the old fashioned way. And they're like, what? Like, I don't want to approach women because, you know, after the whole me too generation, I'm just going to come off as creepy. And if I do it with a mask and I'm like even more creepy and like, I don't even want to go there. And what do I say? And, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. So I'm just not going to do that. Um, but I think online is not for me. And then I'm also a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of social stuff going on. So you're just creating this like recipe for disaster. So we need to be dating offline as well, which means we're telling people that we're, we're telling people that we're single and that we're, we are looking to meet somebody. And this is the kind of person I want to meet. And if you know someone, I'd be happy for an introduction or you're getting out to networking events, or you're hosting a dinner party and you're saying, please bring someone that I've not met before. And it's a singles mix, or you're trying speed dating, or you're doing something where you're putting yourself in a situation to actually meet people. Uh, I always say the first, um, like a couple of my relationships, I'm, I dated a guy that picked me up on a train. I dated a guy that I chatted with in an elevator. And <laughs> what's another one? Um, and probably one through work. So there are lots of ways to actually meet and connect with people that have, and this is also in the generation when like Tinder was around too. So I was getting picked up in person, even though men could have just like been online hundred percent of the time. So we need to develop the skill that online is one avenue to meet people. And it is a great avenue. If you have boundaries, you're intentional about it, and you know what you're looking for. If you don't know what you're looking for, get off the app. Okay. Then there's also figuring out how to be social enough that you can meet people naturally. So if people are frustrated with the online sphere, the question is, is that the only place you're going right now? Is that the only place you're fishing, right? If it is, look at a little bit of a diversification strategy here. So. It's been interesting in my experience, yeah. the, the, the girlfriends I've dated who I've met online versus the women that mm-hmm. I've picked up at a coffee shop or the grocery store at the gym or, or wherever, right? Good for you, Johnny. Yeah, when, <laughs> when, when, we've, when we've gone out, you know, and guys like, so how did you meet? Her eyes yeah. light up like, oh, he picked me up at the coffee shop versus yeah. the women who are like, oh, you know, there's like the shame of like, yeah, we actually just met on. Well, I met my partner on Tinder and yeah. I say it with a big fat smile. <laughs> so everyone's like, when I was on it, my mom was my mom, who's in, what, 66? And she's never experienced dating apps before. And I was on there and she's like, Kimberly, get off there. Tinder is just for hookups. You're not going to find someone on there. And I'm like, and I'm literally looking at her like, what the heck do you know? You're, you're, you think this because someone that, you know, that's of your age category is on Tinder for hookups. And I'm like, and that's true. There are people that are on there just for casual sex or for whatever, just to talk to people because they're bored. There's all sorts on there. Catfish, people scamming you for money. And guess what? There are also people on there that are like genuine open hearts uh, looking for something authentic. So if that's you and you're on there looking for something authentic, then of course there's going to be someone else on there looking for that too. You just have to know how to like navigate through appropriately. Yeah. 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 I love that. So, so going back to those guys who are in, you know, a longer term relationship, they're in a, mm-hmm. in a 
an established relationship, but maybe they've yeah. kind of lost, you know, they, or they feel like they're, 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 they're losing, right? Yeah. They don't have the spark. Well, how do you go about just getting them started, rekindling that fire, mm-hmm. um, getting back to maybe speaking their needs or, yeah. And I always say like, man, no one's going to leave you if you are doing a good job of, of fulfilling your partner's needs. You know, do you know what her needs are? Do you know what your own needs? And a lot of times guys don't know what they want. They don't no. know what she wants. They're just yeah. kind of like, I don't know. They're kind of clueless. The theme that I have seen with the men that I've worked with that are in relationships and are like, something's up and I need to know what I need to do to fix it. <laughs> right. Of course. It's like men always taking this responsibility. And I, I always do like this emotional check-in with guys. I'm like, how are you really feeling about the relationship and towards your partner? And oftentimes they're feeling resentful. Okay. And if you're feeling resentment towards your partner, you're definitely not setting up a scene or tone for uh, intimacy and attraction because you're angered with them. And I ask them, well, why are you angry? And often when we get to the root of it, it's because none of their needs are being met. They're trying to do everything to please their partner. And it seems like it's to no avail. And then I usually am tasking these guys to tell me how satisfied they are with their life outside their partner. And usually that's where we, we see some of the challenge. Now, this is not true for everybody, but some of these guys are like, yeah, I don't really hang out with my buddies very much. Or I don't do, I gave up my passions just to make my wife happy or, you know, um, I'm enabling her drinking or I'm whatever. These guys usually are feeling this lack of satisfaction because they felt like they have given everything up to please their partner, yet it's still not enough. And so I end up doing a lot of work with them where it's like, we are going to tackle the stuff that's happening in the dynamic in the relationship, at least what you can do from your side. But primarily we're actually looking at like making that guy's life fun again picking up those passions again, making sure that you're also filling your own cup up. Because if you're, if you are expecting your partner to fill your cup up all the time, that you do have a problem there. Right. So often it's addressing, like, I, I I love to do an exercise with, with people, um, which is like, it's a really basic coaching tool. In fact, it's a life balance wheel and it gets people to look at all the components that make up their life and their area and their level of satisfaction, that area, not happiness, because happiness is up and down, like all of our emotions, but satisfaction is a much more robust measure of how we feel we are operating in certain areas. And usually I find that like, maybe their physical fitness is low. And if it's not that maybe it's their passions are really low, or if it's not that it's their social connectedness with other people is low. And so we have to look at like creating a life that is rich and full independently so that we can share it with somebody. And then we're going to look at the dynamic in the relationship, which includes, yeah, what do you need? Let's figure out how you can communicate and ask for it. And do you know what actually fills your partner's cup up? So we go right back to Gary Chapman's love languages and understand how you need to feel love and how you can request that and how your partner needs to feel love and how you can give it to them. Because often people figure out their own love language and then assume that's what their partner is going to receive. So if I like physical touch, I'm going to be good at giving physical touch. But if, for example, my partner's love language is access service, then I need to figure out how to do that. Because physical touch, I know. But for him to feel love, I got to figure out the other one. Which I feel like is why people on the receiving end oftentimes feel manipulated because you're giving physical touch, but you really just want it back, 
right? So you're <laughs> yeah, totally. you want, you know, and then I hear women say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, withholding sex because the only time he touches me is when he wants sex, you mm-hmm. know, and if you just hold me at times, then it's just like, yeah, it gets into that. Then, then she should ask for it, right? Then women also, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Like sometimes I find it so hard to ask for what I want. God damn, I'm stubborn. I'm like, please just, it's here in my brain. Just read my mind. It doesn't work. It never works. It always ends up terribly. And then I end up having to request it later and it's flawed, but it's, I'm working through it. Right. We need ladies also need to own the fact that like, if they're unhappy with something like check yourself first, ladies, like, are you unhappy because your partner is not fulfilling every single area of your life? And he's like carrying the weight of the world for you. Or like, what's up in your life? Are you satisfied? Are you happy? Two happy individuals, two satisfied people create a satisfying relationship. Amen. 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 I I think that's, that's where it comes from. I mean, both on both sides of the coin of men that are dating versus men who are in relationships and, and should still be dating their their significant other it really comes back to how are you finding your self-worth or valuing your self-worth and then are you people pleasing you Mm -hmm. know are you really kind of you know uh, essentially then resentful because you're not getting your needs met because you don't speak your needs yeah anger are you letting your anger out are you repressing it you know all those things start to i had a client client said that like um whenever his wife went grocery shopping, like the mom would go with the kids and he would always go with them. And I'm like, do you want to go with them all the time? And he's like, no. I'm like, so why are you going all the time? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, maybe next time you can just say you have something else to do and that they got it and they can go on their own. And he's like, I know this is simple. He was like, (laughs) and he did. Like, I remember on our next call, he's like, yeah, I didn't go with them. And he's like, I thought it was going to be really scary saying no. And he's like, I did. And they were fine with it. And I'm like, all this time you've been dragging your ass there and you could have just said you didn't want to, or like, (laughs) but like people do that because we want to be good. We want to be loved. We want to be acknowledged. So we play these roles and it's so tiring. Um, yeah, I love that. Poor dude. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but good, he had the courage to. He did it. Break the pattern, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I'll put you on the spot with one of these questions. Maybe you can come up with something quick. What is maybe one of your more controversial beliefs or opinions when it comes to relationships mm. and dating? That like people either are it's hot and cold. They're either totally in it or they're like, no, you're wrong. Anything. I don't know if I have any, maybe, maybe I do have something controversial. Um, uh, for me, for me, like, I think the biggest thing is actually our mindset. So we can like be gifted the most amazing strategies or someone can write a script for us for how to date, or I can sell you why one dating app is better than another. But the honest truth is like, unless you have the right mindset, none of it will work your relationship or dating. I don't know if that's necessarily controversial, but like that is for me the very first thing. If you don't love yourself, if you don't believe the world is more good than bad, if you don't think that there's great possibility or opportunity out there for you, how are you going to get that? How are you going to receive it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, the, basically it's controversial because I'm like, the problem is you, it's your head. It's your, check your head first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and that takes humility and, and yeah. a lot of introspection to be able to admit it that. It takes courage to say, okay, maybe it's not my fault, right? I'm not blaming myself for everything, but maybe there is a little something I need to shift here. Maybe my attitude 
isn't really supporting me. Maybe, maybe I am trying to look for perfection where it doesn't exist. You know, maybe there's a few ideas and notions I have here that need a little, just amending, not necessarily radical change. I don't believe people need to radically change who they are to find success in these areas, but we need some tweaking and amending, right? We're holding on to sometimes really awful beliefs that are just not going to allow us to open up to the possibilities of having fun, right? Yeah. And having a nice life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I think yeah. part of what I enjoy about the men's work is, is, and then you meant you kind of alluded to it earlier is that it holds me accountable to doing the work myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is how, how are you going about just in your day-to-day life or do you have a coach? How do you go about continually improving and, and growing yeah. in this area as well? I, uh, I usually have right now, I don't have a coach. I have a counselor at the moment, but, um, before this, I was working with Dan Doty in a coaching program, actually a men's group. <laughs> and I, was the one, I was the one in there because I service men. I was like, yeah, I'm the only chicken here. Um, and then of course I had, a, I have a business coach who also works on mindset. So I'm always working with a coach. Yes. I'm obviously always like doing my own online trainings and just sucking in the knowledge and doing my own reading. And then in my day-to-day life, I'm trying to be as balanced as possible too. I am in a relationship and it is really tough sometimes. Um, and I need to get like, even though like I'm supporting and helping people with all this information, like, believe you me, I need my head checked from time to time because <laughs> you can get really caught up in your own emotions. Um, yeah. So yeah, I always have tons of different outlets. Um, I'm always bringing guests on my show as well that are like teaching me as well. And I'm always asking them like, what about this? What about this? And give me more and, and, and just help me, <laughs> help me become a better person. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly what we're doing here. What, what are you, if you don't mind me asking either, either in your relationship with your significant other or your relationship with yourself, what's kind of the mm-hmm. thing that's on your radar that you're really putting a lot of intentional effort and focus on? Yeah. There is no rush <laughs> for me. Um, given that I'm a Virgo, I have been in the corporate world. I'm very good at tapping into my masculine energy and go, go, go and high energy and get this done and be organized and color coordinated and tidy everything. Sometimes for both my business, my self care and my relationship, I need to just slow down and relax and not have this expectation that everyone wants to move at Kimberly's pace that I need like that head check, like really often. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that's like when I started dating again, whatever it was now a year and a half plus ago, my mantra in dating, I always recommend men and women to have particular mantras or affirmations that support them through the dating process. Mine was there is no rush, right? Cause I have that anxious, more of the secure with a little bit of sprinkle of anxious attachment. So I'm wanting to connect quickly and wanting to cement things quickly. For me, I really had to practice uh, realizing there is no rush. It takes time to really get to know somebody Um, and I make that mistake all the time. I start futurizing and thinking about how we can lock things in and be the Virgo that achieves all her goals, (laughs) but I get that reminder and I have to work on that a lot. And consequently, I help my clients with that same thing a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether you're a Virgo or not, I'm a Virgo as well. I mean, we started this (laughs) off because I'm, I'm in the mountains for me, I get into the city and it's very much, it's Mm -hmm. that, that energetic response, but coming up in the mountains for me 
slows things down, opens up. That's so good. You know, Mm -hmm. but I need that kind of like grounding between the mountains and the, and the city life. Totally. Your environment has a major, major impact on you. In fact, there was a Harvard study I read a year and a half, two years ago or something. And it talked about like the connection between even just having a messy like office environment and how that, that like clutters your brain. So just being in a space that's very minimal or very Zen or very relaxing is going to encourage that within you as well. If you're the type of person that's like piled high notes and shit everywhere, it's busy. You're looking at stuff all the time. It's like your mind is going to be constantly active. So yeah. Amen. Now Amen. when it comes, to, <laughs> when it comes to, to guys and dating, how mm-hmm. important with, with, there being, yeah, and I've certainly noticed just literally in the last two weeks of being on dating apps, when I hadn't been on for years prior mm-hmm. to, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of catfishing. Uh, I, I've, you know, talked to someone. I was like, oh, you are so not a woman. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, and someone uh, who, you know, comes from, you know, Hong Kong or Russia. Yeah. I'm like, okay. See oh that. no. But, but when it comes to actually more being authentic in, in writing, let's say, your profile, just starting mm-hmm. with that, you know, uh, and seeing so many profiles that are very similar, very vanilla. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys all, you know, read the, or, you know, go to the same school for writing dating Probably. profiles. How, any suggestions that you, you have for supporting men in, in writing an authentic, genuine, yeah. but like sexy or mysterious profile? Like what are women looking for in a profile? Yeah. Well, they are looking for authenticity and they're looking to see a glimpse of what life is like with you. So I did create that little online course that people can take for free that gives some tips on how to set up an online dating profile, um, like a three-part formula you can follow to write it. That's unique to you. Um, three-part formula you can follow that is authentic for messages to reach out to women. Um, and some ideas on what photos are good and what you definitely should not have in there. Um, but yeah, I think for men, number one, you definitely want to be filling out the full entirety of your profile and you want to be maximizing the amount of photos you have. So you want to actually spend time setting it up because what that does, it actually translates into the fact that you care about dating guys that jump on there and just have photos are relying too much on looks and not on anything else. And that's a bad sign. Um, guys that put too much into writing stuff, but have really bad photos are also going to get overlooked because, an outdated photo doesn't grab anyone's attention. Um, so you need to be like spending time setting it up. And I think in that class, I say to people, I'm like, did you just jump onto an online dating app and within like three minutes, have it set up and start dating? And everyone's like, yeah, I'm like, well, there's your problem. Like you need to spend a little time thinking about like what you're really after and how you're representing yourself. Um, but in terms of what to put in there, you want to share a little bit about like who you are. So maybe a glimmer of your personality, and what you like to do for fun, because the truth is people are getting into are getting on online dating apps because they're looking for people initially that have like fun, common interests, because that's something really easily to bond over. Then you start, you know, having more conversation and building chemistry and meeting and finding out if you're the one. Right. But initially people are like, oh, if I'm a girl and I'm on there and I see a picture of a guy that's like quite athletic and sporty and adventurous, that excites me because I love that. And that's what I'm looking for in somebody. So for men, and even if you're not that kind of guy, you're the kind of guy that maybe is maybe into cooking or barbecues, or you're even like the gamer type or whatever you're like, it's okay. Just share that in your profile because you want to be authentic and genuine with who you are, because you want to attract people that are going to like you for who you are. Right. So 
um, yeah, you want to share like kind of what you get up to and the types of things you do for fun and maybe even some of your beliefs around life, but nothing political and nothing too like negative or like harsh in there. I mean, you're just going to get overlooked because people are going to either think you're either way too hilarious and not taking it seriously, or you're way too serious. And like, you're giving off that like psycho killer vibe. <laughs> so you want to just like be genuine ask your friends, how they would describe you. And that might be some good descriptor descriptors that you can use in there. Um, or just reach out to me and I'll help you because that's what I do. So that's awesome. How, how can they yeah. actually get that, uh, free little course? Um, I think the link I provided you, they can go to my website as well at KimberlyMinaHill.com. And the one of the last tabs says free class. They can just register and watch it in their free time. Um, they can also find the link to it on my Instagram bio, uh, along with some freebies for dating, a dating handbook for guys as well. If they just want to understand and overcome common mistakes that dudes are making, um, and just, or reach out to me, send me a DM, whatever I answer every, pretty much everybody all the time on there. So awesome. well, I'll be sure yeah. to put in the, the show notes and um, yeah, both on the podcast and on YouTube, but I think, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty, pretty powerful. And just like you said, it's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Of totally. Whole conversation that could go into, yeah. you know, when you really drop into ways of being and how you're showing up as a man and are you, are you feeling mm -hmm. congruent? And like you said, the self-esteem self-worth topic takes a lot more effort than just yeah. maybe writing a, a dating profile. Right. A hundred percent. Like, you know, you want to have a good profile, but you also want to like love yourself before you start dating. Otherwise you're going to either tolerate poor behavior. You're going to settle for something less than what you really want. You're going to attract the wrong types of people. All things go wrong when you're not operating from a whole place from within. So yes. yes. And yeah. to your point, when I'm seeing uh, women's profiles that say you should not go out with me if blah, 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 or it's kind of more of a rant session. Yeah. How, you know, don't like, be this type of guy. I'm just sorry. Like, no, thanks. Yeah. There's like, it sounds like you got a lot of <laughs> energy towards, you know, men in that regard. I'm like, I'll, just I think, I, I think I remember what mine said. I think it, I remember it saying something like just got back from living overseas in Australia and Singapore, something like that. I said, love to do something like probably I was probably like generic and said like I like hiking as well and a few other things and oh I said I make a mean Manhattan and I'll beat you at crib any day of the week which is like a card game that I love and grew up playing so mine was like a little cheeky it was like a little challenge in there like I can I'm a girl who can make good drink I like to do these things and I'm well traveled and I'm like that's all I think I put in there <laughs> uh, that worked for for me for until I met Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, yeah. It totally works versus yeah. the, the jadedness, you know. Um, oh, the first rule for sure is don't put any negativity in there. My yes. goodness gracious. Immediate, immediate red flag. Yes. It's like you, if you haven't got over your past relationship, don't be on there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I imagine yeah. if women are doing it, I know men are probably doing it for sure. We're all human beings and I get for it. For sure. You know, or <laughs> you're, you're getting into it. You're getting frustrated with the process. So then you go back into your. And, and you try and filter out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't ghost people or like whatever, like just get the negativity. Like swipe left if you're not wearing a mask in public or yeah. like swipe yeah. left if you're not vaccinated or like people are just like putting in their like politicized like perspective and like, fine, if that's what you want to do, prepare to get less mask yeah. matches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. yeah. Amen. Well, a little you. honey attracts more flies or bees yes. or whatever, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the things, you know, all yeah. the insects, you know, put, yeah. put some honey out there for sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> Anyways, well, I appreciate you so much. Uh, like I said, just tip of the iceberg, but I think it give, has given yeah. us plenty of places to at least start. And that's all they need. They don't need to necessarily drink from a fire hose. So this has been, you know, perfect in many things, yeah. many ways. So uh, Kimberly, awesome. Kimberly, what was it? What's your website again? Nina, Nina Hill. Hill. That's it. Okay. Yeah. It's my middle name. Yeah. KimberlyNinaHill.com or my Instagram is at KimberlyNinaHill as well. So yeah, you can find me there or check me out on the self-confidence project podcast as well. Um, So, so grateful to have you on. Thank you so much, guys. I really, really suggest that you go and follow Kimberly on Instagram. That's where I follow her and see a lot of good information, but wherever you you listen to her (laughs) podcast or whatever makes sense for you, but uh, it's, it's, whatever floats yeah, exactly. your boat or none of it if you totally hate me then like <laughs> then i don't want to hear it yeah stay exactly. away <laughs> Go yeah. yeah exactly yeah well, thank you really yeah. so much it's been a privilege for sure and we'll we'll look forward to doing this and the 101 this is the 101 version then we'll take it to the next level 202 and we'll keep yeah. digging in so i'm looking forward to having you back on the podcast sometime soon Thank you for having me, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. We'll catch up with you on the next one. Take care. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts, since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend, or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, Follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.